Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's not like we love each other all day. There are moments of the day that we'll want to kill each other. Do you think there's like been a whole 24 hours where I've been like, oh, I just like him this whole day? You're nuts. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. So Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ is basically a retelling of how we met, you know, how we ended up where we are today, which is married with a baby. And in case you missed it, last week's episode was about the first time my wife told me that she was on a reality television show. Because I didn't tell you for like four months. Yeah. If you want to go back and listen to it, I highly encourage it. I think you'll be real entertained. If you want to understand when it's okay to lie to a guy, just listen to last week's episode. Don't cut me off a lot today because I just had four days straight with my mom and I'm already on the edge of being cut off for my life. Like we just had Vita here, you guys, for a visit. And when my mom comes, she drives all the way to the suburbs from Beverly Hills and she won't like drive and say, I'll just like be here for two hours and go home. Oh no, oh no. My mom stays for days at a time, which is why I'm a little bit at the end of my rope. I'm a little short fused because I've been tolerating my mom, which is actually what I wanted to talk about today. What we're gonna talk about. What's that? When you met my parents. Oh, okay. All right, that's an interesting topic. I actually met your father pretty early on because you yourself couldn't go that long without seeing your father. Yes, I am a total daddy's girl. I have the most closest relationship with any father that has ever had a daughter. I forever feel bonded and my dad is my endless love. So, yes. And once we were shacked up, we were kind of inseparable. You and I spent almost all our time together. And you, at that point in time, would go to see your father often. It was like, all right, let's go hang out with my dad for a little bit. And then we'll go eat or we'll go to a movie or we'll go do something. Her dad is the nicest guy you'll ever meet. So he was real inviting. It was real easy to get friendly with him real quick because... 
you just had that way. We spent time together with your father pretty early on, um, you know, within the first maybe couple of months. For you, it might have been casual, but for me, there was no casual about it. It was very calculated because I was at that point in the relationship with you where I wanted to get to know you on a level of like, are you marriage material? Like, that's what my mom famously said about me. Mercedes, you are not the marriage material. So in our culture, that's how it is. Like as a Persian girl, there is no world in which we would casually introduce you to our dads. Yes. So for me to be able to hang out with Tommy and my dad on casual days and just kind of tool around town and do our thing, that's my way of getting to know someone because my dad's going to notice if Tommy hops out of the car and gets the meter when we park. He's going to notice who picks up the tab at lunch. He's going to notice like, is he opening the doors? How is he treating me? All of these things happen while you're casually spending a day out and your dad gets to see what kind of a guy he is. And those things happening organically and naturally are of the utmost importance of taking your relationship to the next level. Yes. You know, my father's Iranian. He's Persian. My father is like really sweet, but he's still conservative. I'm daddy's girl and he probably knew that I wasn't a virgin, but we never like said like, oh, how's your dating life? No. My dad never, ever wanted me to tell him any specifics whatsoever about any man on the earth that wasn't him. Well, he wanted you to stay single, no? He wanted me not to get married because it was his way of saying... I'm saying, I'll give you the world. I'll give you whatever you need. You don't need anything from anybody else. Yes. My dad was to be the only man in my life. And I very much adhered to his mentality by saying that if there is a guy, he's a friend. The way I'd set it up for my dad was, hey, dad, um, is it cool if my buddy, you know, Tommy comes along? He's, you know, like something really sly and under the radar. Like, really what I want my dad to do is, you know, judge him. Yeah, and there was no affection on that part. I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, we liked each other. There was no me kissing you. We weren't holding hands. There was nothing that outwardly would show anything more than a friendship. No PDA obvi. Yeah. Anyone of any culture knows that you don't show PDA in front of your parents. No way. Not until maybe after you're married and have children. But then you don't want to anymore by then. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, I wanted to whip it out, but you told me that would be inappropriate. (laughs) Like I said, he was a a super nice guy, so he was real easy to get along with. But, you know, Darth Vita was a whole other animal. But I had also had met her neighbor downstairs and her gay best friend. And both of those were like tests of, should I introduce this guy to my mother? We made it through the dad part. And then I was like, okay, now it's time for Vita and Tommy to meet. My mom made me very nervous. Listen, I don't get nervous about meeting anybody. But the whispers were already out there, you know, with anybody that I kind of interacted with that knew you. The next question is, well, has he met your mother yet? You could kind of already understand that that was a big deal. In other words, it was so nerve wracking that even my friends were afraid for me. And for me, they were all very skeptical of that meeting. For anyone who doesn't know, Vida. My mom is a super opinionated, proper, dressed like a billion dollar bill every day, red lipstick, short blonde hair, kind of like an Ivana Trump in the 80s. 
beautiful jewelry, beautiful suit, perfect, pristine, like everything presents. But she's so down to spend the rest of her life telling you like everything that is right and wrong about everything. Everything. Stuff that she really has no idea what she's talking about. She still has an opinion on and her opinion is the right opinion in her mind. Serve me my coffee and then forget to bring the creamer. And I won't just say, oh, can I get a, like another hot coffee? She'll be like, the coffee has to be hot. If you bring the cream and sugar when the coffee is cold, then I need the coffee again hot because the milk, you see, the milk is cold. So the coffee should be hot. In a snapshot, that's like spending an afternoon with or her. Or like this morning, I made my mom an omelet for her and her grandson. And she was like, oh, what kind of cheese this is? And I said, it's mozzarella. And she goes, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Only cheddar cheese. If she likes it, then it's only. She's really the most opinionated person I probably ever met in my life. And I was like, and this morning I was like, Oh, mom, the mozzarella melts just fine. Like some cheeses don't melt. The mozzarella melts fine and it tastes delicious. I'm eating it now. And it doesn't matter. It's your personal taste. Some people might like Gouda in the omelet. Some people might like Swiss because she doesn't. It doesn't mean that it's it's the law and she speaks to you as if it's the law. Yes, because yeah. it is. In her mind. If she says, oh, no, I just like it this way. Oh, no, 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 it's no. It's the no, only no. way. It's the only way. That's just one of her picadillos. She's got many. But that's one of a million picadillas, and it's all day, every yeah, day. It's relentless. They're coming at you. They're coming at you one after another. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not I got a kick out of Darth Vita, and she is Darth Vita to me. She's the baddest bitch in the empire, but she'd make me laugh because, quite frankly, sometimes my wife does wear too much makeup, and sometimes she shouldn't wear the outfit that she wears. And I can't tell her that. And no one else can tell her besides her mother. So she was great to have around sometimes. But she's very negative, too. That's the other part. So it's always like the worst case scenario of any situation is going to happen before anything's even happened. So now you're in your head like, uh, you know, it's not something that I'm used to. I try to be I try to stay positive. No one's bashing Vita. We love her. And I know I'm often not wearing a great outfit and often need to be told to go back in there and change into something that's probably, I don't know, whatever. It needs to be more conservative or less whatever skimpy. However, I wear what I wear and I wore it a lot. And you're right. My mom is an amazing buffer for like teaching me things. You know, I didn't grow up with my mom. I grew up with my dad. So there's a lot of like polishing that maybe being raised by a woman would have been different. So yeah, it's really, really, really rare that your dad keeps you when your parents get divorced. And I was six and my mom decided she was going to move into the, um, get her own place. But yeah, my father growing up with him meant that he was super hands-on, would drop me off from school, pick me up, take me everywhere all my life. Like we just spent so much of our time together and he didn't ever prioritize a woman so I never like he never had like a girlfriend or remarried and it was um always like me and my friends my dad would like travel my friends and me we were like peas and carrots you know that's one of my husband's horny expressions when people would ask me like oh so how did you end up with your dad and I always would tell them the expression on their face was wild they'd be like what your mom didn't insist on like fighting for full custody of you no my mom 
needed her independence and she needed to live her life. So it was my father who was totally down to be a full-time parent, not my mom. Boop. Boop. But no, listen, let's let's go there now. Like I said, you're, we're talking about the first time that I met your mother and everything you just said were things that were already kind of laid out to me. I was fully prepared. There was like a dossier. There was like a sit down. We had like a meetings. There was a stenographer with minutes. It was explained to me who Darth Vader was before I went to meet Darth Vader and all the stuff that you're talking about, how you were raised by your dad. She really wasn't in the picture and you've had falling out. All that was said to me. So I think you should tell the people, what would you have said to the new guy in your life to prepare him before he was going to meet your mother? So I want to answer the question directly. But the thing is that my mom makes me really uncomfortable when I, we get ready to make plans and go to lunch. I have to be extra nitpicky about myself because I know she's going to say, what am I doing with my hair? Like, I can't just throw my hair in a ponytail. The makeup has to be extra she's gonna look at me up and down from head to toe if I have like a roll sticking out from anywhere if my bra is perfect she wants my tits up at my clavicles everything has to be perfect and if anything isn't she'll tell me immediately and she doesn't sugarcoat anything with a compliment like my dear you look so healthy are you getting enough exercise like she'll she'll straight up be like meaning did you get fat that is how direct she is. And she will also let that ruin the lunch. Like if you didn't wear the outfit or you didn't wear something that she didn't like, it's not like she's it. just going to let that go. Fixates Especially if it. she doesn't like the reason that you give for why you wore it it's or a, why you did what you did. First of all, most moms would let a bad dress, in her opinion, like if that's a bad dress. So like my mom won't just say, that dress is not nice. But why you spend your money? It's all a waste. You should wear black. It makes you five pounds thinner. How someone can be five pounds thinner and they don't try? If I knew I could just be thinner, I would wear black all the time. But you are wearing white. It's the opposite. Maybe you shouldn't go shopping. You know, like she just goes. Yeah, on. no. Listen, like she... I was letting you just go right there because that's, it was like she was sitting me, man. That's what a lunch is like. You go out for a lunch and a simple topic and an introduction. But let me the, tell could, you guys, blow up the whole you, shouldn't, lunch. you shouldn't let like any person break your spirit and you're trying to have a good time, but that's what happens, you know, because you want approval from your parents. You want love. You want compliments. You want them to hype you and pump you up and make you feel great. Like I was in her womb. Right. And, and definitely not embarrass you. And I don't want to speak for you. But like she said, she's got no filter. You know, if you just meet somebody, there's everybody just has that certain level of decorum within themselves where it's like, all right, I might want to say something right now, but I'm not going to say it because it's not the time or place to say it. She does not have that filter. So if she meets somebody or you introduce her to somebody and she might not like the way that person's dressing, she's going to tell that person, why'd you wear that? And it's like, whoa. I probably just have no idea what it's like to have a loving mom no like cookies no compliments no i love yous just a lot of like what isn't right yeah and i give you a ton of credit you know especially with our little guy you know he does not want for love from you and i i, I just i know what has to and i'm not saying that vita doesn't love you that's not what it is she's that's I'm sure just she not had, how she expresses yeah that. i'm sure she had a tough upbringing where she was from and she's very independent thinking she's very forward thinking no my mom says that she has time. to no one else is gonna level with you and be honest you 
you can do better. I want what's best for you. Who else is going to tell you if it's not your mom? Yeah, but I think that's a load of crap because like I said, she'll do that to anybody. She's going to tell anybody what she thinks that they should be doing with themselves. So it's not even just you. And like I said, she came from a place in time that was, you know, she must have stood out like a sore thumb. She is who she is, which I really respect. But, you know, it's got to be very, very difficult for you to have grown up with a mother like that. It was. I like to focus on the positive things. She's going to look nice and she's going to make a mark. I will tell you one thing. Being a product of both my parents, I never had any doubt that my mom would scare off the right guy. So I always still like felt comfortable that you and I were not going to be make and break based on something embarrassing my mom was 100% going to do. She was actually going to insult me. I knew going into the first time that you met her, she was going to be harsh, critical, and rude. But I was like, well, this is my life. I've had this all my life. You know, the Persian culture, it, it's very about family. Even in their worst fights, she still would need to see her mother. And she kept kind of brushing her mother off. So I think she knew at some point these worlds are going to collide. She can only appease or maybe go to lunch when her mother wants to do dinner. And it's like, why can't we do dinner? Vita's going to get to the bottom of it sooner or later. So I think that part of you knew, all right, this is more than just a fling. This is a little something. We've met my father. He's going to have to meet my mother. So I have to prepare him for what's going to happen and hope that he's all right with it and all right with me because she could be a little much. What I love about my mom is that she is really entertaining, especially in the beginning when you met. Very, very much so. She's a very entertaining person. It's when her bullseye circles on you that you have the problem. It's very mean girlish. If you're in the cool section with Vita and you're pointing at everybody else and laughing at them, it's all good. But once that circles back to you, then all of a sudden it's not so good. That's true. But I remember the first time that the four of us, my mom, my dad, you and me, went to dinner and it was a nice restaurant. Where was it? Do you remember? That was Boa on Ocean Avenue. Yes, in Santa Monica. Yes. And that night... I sat back on my chair and stared at my dad and we smirked and laughed and giggled, my dad and I, while the two of you were talking over each other and roaring and laughing. And I was like... Yeah, we had a real good time. Just to give you an idea of how Darth Vader rolls and how unfiltered she is, which I totally respect. We had just sat down to dinner, maybe done a little bit of introductions, and we talked about, you know, that my mother died and that uh, my father wasn't in the picture, and then I moved in with the McGuire's, and, you know, they basically kept a roof over my head. Her first question was, did they touch you? Did they touch you? Did they touch you? She automatically... Be, 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 be honest. <laughs> you know, right away, I'm like, no, no, no. I just met her. Like, I just met her. She's like, you know, looking around to, to see that there was no one around us, like, to let me know that it's just us. Be honest. Did they touch you? <laughs> so, you know, it was like, all right, this bitch is crazy. That was really hilarious. First of all, I was like 17. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was a baby. You know what I mean? It was, but it was crazy that she was just that quick to at the draw. 
to be like, all right, let, let's ask him, see what he says. That's her in a nutshell. And I love the fact that you guys would just talk each other's ears off. You love talking about movies and actors and directors and what year things came out. And you would argue over like, oh my God, and you knew about, you know about this and all these topics that you had in common. I know a little about a lot of different things. I just always have like, a, if we're going to play trivia, I'm not saying I'm going to win, but I'm not going to embarrass myself. And a lot of the stuff that I have a, you know, a general knowledge of is stuff that Vita loves. It's right in her wheelhouse. And it's stuff that quite frankly, you have no idea about that like frustrates her. You know what I mean? That you don't know more about it. As we've already said, if she thinks it, it or she believes it, then that's the rule. That's the law. So if she likes something and you don't, she looks at you like you're crazy. You know, there's a lot of things that my wife, you know, who's in a movie, who directed it, when it came out. And my wife does no idea. And I know that stuff. So she was fascinated with that. Now, I'm sure in Farsi, she was saying a lot of things about me that she didn't like. You know, maybe I was wearing this or I was wearing whatever. But with me up front, I felt like we hit it off. Personalities were fire. Like, my mom would make the joke and she would be like, if you don't date him, I will. She would say that. You guys had so much fire and... But it's crazy because on a public level, that's not how she was. With me, you're right. Like, I always felt from jump, we were cool. But when you she'd talk to other people, it was, no, I wasn't good for you. I wasn't your type. And so it was strange to me to hear that from other people because it was she and I were always peas and carrots. What happened was she had the best time with you. And this is how it gets complicated when you're dating a Persian girl or a Persian family. My mom is having the best time with you because, yeah, she's taking it for face value, having great conversation. And then when she's alone with me, she's like, yeah, he's great. But what do we know about him? I don't know where he's from. I don't know wh where he lives. I don't know his parents. I don't know enough about him for him to marry you. There was some of that. There was some also, of, again, how you introduced me, that I was just a friend, that you like, you know, you're a friend, and I was from out of town. I didn't have anybody kind of thing. So she just left it at that. Then when it was like, I'm hanging out with Tommy again, and I'm hanging out with Tommy, she could tell, all right, there's more to this. And then once that kind of can't happen, it seemed like her guard went a little further up. And unbeknownst to me, she was complaining a lot. Well, not necessarily complaining. She had definitely different opinions about me that she would talk to you about uh, right in front of me, just in Fosse. And that's another lesson for you fellas out there or anybody that's ever out, uh, with a significant other and they speak English and everybody speaks English and all of a sudden they start to speak the language that you don't speak, they're talking about you. Clearly. Just know it. Embrace it. Assume that they're talking about how great you are because that's how I got through it. But just know that every single time, literally every single time that they automatically go to another language, it's about you. Just learn that language. No, I'm good. Like I said, I don't want to know it. I'd rather assume that you're just talking about how great I am. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. 
Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we're hanging out. It's the beginning. I feel like my mom, because she is so classy and so cute in her own way, opinionated, definitely. Like, I feel like when I introduce someone to my parents, my stock goes up because they're bad. You know what I mean? Like in a good way, like they're dope. My dad is kind and handsome and well-dressed. My mom is proper and funny and you guys are like talking each other's ears off and then she's gonna pull me aside and tell me like I mean so far so good but like I don't know shit about this guy so it's not really your boyfriend looking back I want to know how did I get away with bringing a whole entire man to lunches and dinners trying to pull the whole like oh we're just friends we're just hanging out he's coming with us did they just know they must have just known well he knew he's just a super nice guy you know, like you said, we always kept it kosher. We kept it clean. And on that level, he's good. But I think that your mother, after we met, and now she put put a face to the name when anytime you could say, Tommy and I are doing this or Tommy and I are doing that, it's not your gay best friend because my wife has more gay friends than like, you know, when she was on bed rest, it looked like she was the grand marshal of the pride parade. They, was, they come out <laughs> of the woodwork for her. So there's tons of them. So I think that for a period of time, she just thought I was another one of those gay friends that she had. And then when she and I met, she could tell that wasn't the case, you know. Now when she hears, you know, you would say, I'm hanging out with Tommy. It's like, well, wait a second. Why are you hanging out with this guy all the time? But now that I think of it, there was Sammy, there was Reza, there were... But they're Persian, it's different. Like, those are people that have been in your network for a very long time. Where is this new straight guy coming from that you're hanging out with all the time? They didn't see it that way, like... I disagree. I think your mother is perceptive, and I think she definitely did see it that way after we went out. Prior to that, she didn't have a name to the face. I led a very, and still do, lead a very immature life. I live well below my biological age and my parents infantilize me, which means they baby you. So absolutely you just said baby you instead of struggling to say infantilize. What was that? <laughs> because trust me when I tell you that, no, you were not the only boy uh, that wasn't Persian. You act like we don't have any friends in our life of no, our I, circle I'm of influence. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about yeah. that. You have yet to bring another straight male out of the blue to dinner with your mother since you and I have met. You haven't befriended any other straight males since I've met you. So I'm willing to bet that that was a pretty random occurrence. It's not something that she was used to. It's not something that happened to her all but the time. you don't know how a Persian girl knows how to spin something. So oh, yeah. You're all full of shit. So I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. What she's saying is you don't know how that they all kind of just... 
you know, say what they need to say in order to get what they want. There's people who have pressure from their parents to get married right away and have children. My mom made it clear, I'm not marriage material. There's no pressure on me because I'm never going to get there. Don't ever even think you're cut out to be somebody's wife. I actually got the opposite of that pressure because I was basically told by both of my parents, like, look, we ended up divorced. We don't want that for you. Don't do it. Don't bother. Don't get hurt. You're going to end up in some kind of divorce court, dragging your child to one house on the weekends and splitting vacations and like really bad shit. That was very much the vibe I got too from both of them was that, you know, have fun. If this is what it is, you know, I think that once we were together for a while, they could kind of tell that we were, there was something more than what maybe we were leading on. But at the very least, what would continue to seep out was that, you know, have fun. This is cool, but leave it at this. You both know that you shouldn't take it anywhere beyond this. It's not worth it. There's no other side of the rainbow. There's no pot of gold. It's just sadness and depression. Yes. What I love about talking about this is that I know it's not just Persians. It's not just people from Queens. I know it's not just my mom and my dad dynamic. I'm always fascinated by how extremely global this topic is because every culture has mad pride. And everybody nowadays, you know, hangs out with one another. So, you know, it's we're much more gentrified than we were 50 years ago. So everybody's having that conversation. Or if not, a brother or a sister or someone else in their family has already had that conversation about dating someone from a different background. But skipping the beat a little bit, because I actually think that it would make our life way better. How come your mother hasn't dated again? I wish I knew the answer. I think that she's had a broken heart a couple more times than she can handle. It has taken her a long time to get over people. I mean, could you just imagine like your mom just sitting home with a broken heart? She did that. She had that. She went through a lot. I actually have a completely different theory. I think that she's older than the men that she finds attractive. She knows that like the guy that she's going to get now is not the guy that, that gets the juices going for Vita. And make no mistake, Darth Vita's juices, they still get flowing. I still think that she wants to, you know, sit on Shoehead's face. Okay. She, no. What do you mean? Anytime he takes his shirt off, she, ooh, ooh. I cannot look at imagine his chest. my mom look the way that you want me to imagine her. And let me be also the first to say, I've been proven right in the past on this. Darth Vita loves its borderline infatuation with Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, it's a close second with for Jude, Jude Law. Law. She likes him a lot. She likes some of his movies. But Leo, like, if you told her where Leo lived and said this is his house, the police would arrest her. She would definitely be caught trying to climb the fence. No, or... but my mom saw Leonardo in her store. And bolted at him, correct? Century City. Hold, hold on, wait. Um, I want to answer that question a little bit better, though. Just like what my theory is on my mom. Okay. Why <laughs> Why do you think, uh, again, you and uh, I both know. so it's hard. No, I, so part of me wants her to not to be lonely. The other part of me knows that she is probably hard pressed to like, how do you meet a guy? And then in her position, okay, without having to say numbers or anything. And also, dude, I know she's attracted to certain kind of guys. I know who she was with yeah, when I was yeah. six years old. Half her I know age. who she's she was with guys in, the year, in the 90s or the 2000s. They actually were slightly younger than her. 
there's also like a distinguished man that could be age appropriate that she could be with. I'm sure she's down with a well-dressed man that's like in an age appropriate thing. It's not that they all have to be Leonardo or Jude Law. By the way, I think that current Leonardo is too old for her. I think that she likes Leonardo and Jude Law from the era of the Much Ado About Nothing or whatever those movies. Yeah, right after Leo hit the iceberg, he could have hit Vita. He could have hit that. He could have tapped that. <laughs> but I'm bum. King of the world. Wait, but then Jude Law what was the movie like the tennis movie. Uh, the tennis no, the te- movie. Not the tennis movie. The talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. And how you don't know that? See, this is why your mother that's doesn't why like you. Guys you. have a great this, relationship. But this is why she doesn't like you, and I can understand and that's why she wouldn't like you. You step in and take over that role, and you can be her. The she daughter talks she never about that the movie son she never had. How you don't know that that's not like the movie that she refers to? I mean, I find they that troubling myself. They Back play, to what they play I was tennis saying. in it. Hey, 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 yo. What? They play tennis in it. And what? The talented Mr. Ripley? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Fabulous. A lot of the movies they play tennis No, did too. we establish she wants to bang young Leo and Jude, but oh, she wouldn't bang current Leo and, and Jude because they're aged out now. She's sitting on both their faces. She would love both of them. And this is a pretty bold turn that you've taken because when I used to tell you, yo, man, I think she wants to bang these guys, you would be like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. She just likes them as like a grandson. She likes them. Not grandson. She wants to see the grandson. Son. No, you said like, yeah, son, grandson. You said that she wants the best for them. She wants their careers to work out. Like she admires them. I was like, what? I don't think so. So I went straight to the horse's mouth and I asked Darvita. I said, let me ask you, Darvita, what would you like to do with Leo or Jude Law? And she told me Uh, that she would like to be their girlfriend. They want to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Do you really think people need to hear this? I think that they would be very fascinated to know that your mother loves younger guys. That my mom needs to bang men my age. Yeah, I think they would definitely be like one of those things that people would want to know. Yeah, I sure. Google sure. Jude Law's age right now. He's definitely age appropriate. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Senior moment, meaning like just a quick acknowledgement that people deserve love at every age and companionship continues to become important. Totally agree. Now, uh, all right, so we come to the point where. My wife, I, didn't you ask some questions? We're going to read you? the questions that are in the DMs for Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. You guys, if you ever want to send in a question, you can always stay anonymous. Or um, if you want, we'll shout you out. One of the questions that I got a lot was, how did you guys navigate meeting the parents for the first time, especially when you're not from the same place? For me, I don't really have a lot of familiarity with... Familiarity. <laughs> Familiarity. Familiarity? Mm-hmm. Right. Nailed okay. it. All right. So for me, I don't really have a lot of familiarity with uh, with Persians. I, in New York, there's everything. You, you, had a, you had a sex. So a lot of sex with the girls at the W, the Persian girls that were at the W, right? Nah, man. They no, 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 no. They they you worked at the W in Westwood. Yes. By UCLA. Yes. And you probably well, had the, sex with Persian girls. A, a couple, but the Persian. But you weren't meeting their fucking parents. That's for damn sure. Damn no. no they tell you that. They would, you. they would let you know that you're, this is just like what you this could is. Si- slide out the 
the window and climb down the chimney sweep. For sure. There's a bat, there's a pole, a fire pole that you, you're going to need to hop out the window a million percent. You're never going to meet my so parents. So are you confessing to me? Because I think you've been playing it off of all this time that you never, ever hooked up with Persian girls and think until now in this moment, are you going to confess? No, that's not true. I've told you that before. The the Who? The dude I worked with there. Where is she? God damn it. I'm going to kill her. Dude, oh, you definitely probably all know each other. It's just a small world. But yeah, that was my only, you know, interaction with Persians. And it wasn't good because the ones there would all talk down to you. They would talk to you like you were the help. Like it, they were in a Well, it's called nausing. Their... It's called nausing. We'd be like, honey, I'm thirsty. Could you get me a drink? Or it would be like, I'm scared. Can you walk me to the bathroom? No, it, it wasn't <laughs> gracious at all. Especially uh, when you get to like the end of the night. I'm not going to get out of there, man. You know, 2 o'clock, 3, get out. They would just sit there like, yeah, okay, bro. No problem, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, no, you need to get the fuck out. Okay. Where are we? What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. the per So my take, you got, no. My mouth is numb. I can't feel my, have my face. Um, What I think is important when you're meeting somebody's parents that you care about for the first time is that, you put your best foot forward, show them your personality. They want to know what kind of guy or girl you are. They want to know what your values are. Are you educated? Do you have strong roots planted in the city that you reside in? Do you show interest, not apathy? You have to show energy and, and joie de vivre, and you have to be opinionated, but not too much. You have to be easygoing. You have to be like, I'm going to take care of this person. No one is going to love your son as much as me. Those are the things that any person should be thinking about. Don't be hungover. Make sure your socks are clean. And, you know, like, Why your socks gotta have be some self-fucking-respect. It means that you didn't put in inside-out underwear. But I'm saying, the parents are going to see your socks. No, like, make uh, sure you, you have may, your shit You together. might be right. Like, if you go back to the house, maybe they're the type of house that you have to take your shoes off. You got a hole in your sock. It's not going to look good, bro. Hey, you're it's not, not going to pass go. If you're showing up without clean socks and then you have a hole in your toe, no, just, that also might mean that you're begging for a wife. Like, that might mean you're, like, in a really bad position and you really need <laughs> someone to do... place. You're no, because, like, your he's, wife he's would throw propose. those underwear... This guy really needs a bed, ...with man. a hole in it <laughs> away. This guy needs someone to do his fucking laundry. She's definitely getting a ring. <laughs> That's why certain people need, like, a wife. Yeah, certain people definitely need or a wife. Or a housekeeper. I'm one of them, but or I'll, a I'll, I'll let you know when I get one. <laughs> or a dry cleaner, or a personal shopper. Oh, yeah. Or just some help in general. So, yeah, you put your best foot forward. Whenever you have an important meeting, you're not going to go with dirty socks. You shave. You can't show up with stubble and meet like a 50-year-old man. I agree with everything you said as far as the, you know, the necessary things that a guy should do before. I, it's, it's not necessarily even a culture thing. If you're going to go meet a girl's parents, you should definitely do everything that you just said would be a good starting point. I also think you should rub one out so that you're not nervous mm -mm. and you could, you know. No, 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 no. You would but lose, wash your hands. You'd after lose you your joie out. de. You'd lose your joie de vivre. You don't. You don't. No, ever... that's that, that's. I I just shot my joie de vivre all over the place. Mm -mm. That's that's. No, 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 no. It's gonna get rid of your energy. You got to keep your mojo. Nah, man, you'll be alright. Your dick needs to be. You don't want to show up being a wigwam and a teepee, which no. is you what don't want to be that? too tense. <laughs> you are so lucky to be married to me. <laughs> you are. A wigwam and a teepee? You don't want to show up too tense? You don't want to be too tense? Oh, man. <laughs> I am hilarious. Uh, but what was the next question? <laughs> um, no, you should stay horny for the meeting for sure. Oh, definitely. 
<laughs> Definitely sounds like a great idea. <laughs> maybe you'll bang the mother. <laughs> in the bathroom or the yeah, kitchen? Yeah, maybe. You ask the father. Which room? I want to know. Father, listen, man, I'm really tense, bro. Can you can you polish me off of the table? Oh, your daughter said I should stay real horny. You think you're so funny. Yeah, uh, so do you. Uh, it's my birthday today. Right now. It's my birthday. It's not your birthday. It's your birthday week. It it's has my a... birthday. Can we say month then? <laughs> we can sure. What does that mean? Because we didn't start on August 1st. So mm. when does this mean I get to go f- until September 16th? No. That's unreasonable. Then why has... say birthday month? Is it my birthday every day till the end of August? No. Why? Look at me right because now. Because that's, that's... Look at me. Give me the eye contact. Juve... I get way better things. That's juvenile. Juvenile? Juvenile. Birthdays I are for children. I gave you a boy. Birthdays are for children. Almost died to give you a son. You can't give me two weeks? You go to that well a lot. If it's my birthday month, can we celebrate it? I love you. Can we celebrate it until the end of the month? We are celebrating it for at least a week. What does that mean? I get everything I want for the next week? Let's not get carried away. I'm not agreeing to any of this. We'll play all of it by year. So let's make an agreement. It's my birthday. It's not your birthday. It's close to your birthday. What birthday? Are you talking about your public birthday? Or are you talking about the birthday that that's your actual birthday? Okay, so today is my birthday, and it's not a day to argue with me about when is my birthday. Today is not your birthday. You're just bitter because your birthday gets mangled up into Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. That's why you're bitter. You're putting your shit off I'll, on I'll me. be the first to admit, my birthday is the worst birthday on the calendar year, so therefore I am bah humbug on everybody else's birthday. Can you not do that? Do what? We're going to Catalina for a week. Like, I got the nicest accommodations that you could get on the island of Catalina. I got for us, for you, for the next week. What else you want? Shout out to Catalina Island and shout out to all the future Catalina Island sponsorships that we'll hopefully be getting for even sharing our secret spot. Because now that we went two years ago when Shams was four months old... Everyone is flocking there and it is making me crazy because it's not that quiet little place that it used to be. Now it's like pop in and all sold out and everything's driven up in price. And not that it was inexpensive. It's kind of pricey. I think anytime you go to an island, it's pricey. The the trip that I booked for you was not cheap. Well, that scares me because the last one was not cheap and we got a lot of things comped. Yeah. And um, this year we're like paying for everything. And we want to because we want to support small businesses. But at the same time, like, I bet you anything, when we go to Descanso Beach, they're not going to have a cabana for us. We'll work something out. Well. We'll work something They might not let you on the beach with barefoot and to begin with. So that's, that's, that's our biggest problem. That's the biggest thing that we're going to have to worry about is they, they're going to tell you, no, sir, she's going to have to go home and put lots of shoes on. Lots like, of shoes? Lots, lots, like three pairs of shoes. You yeah, know, man. I can wear water shoes. A lot of people do that. You could. Shams has like two pairs of water shoes. He's going to enjoy it. He loves the beach. He's going to enjoy I'm it. I'm going to be in heavenly bliss for the next five days with my amazing husband, who's handsome, especially when he looks at me, and also with my baby boy. I don't want anyone to know that Catalina even exists. So All right, so then scratch it. We'll, so bleep all, we'll bleep it out. What other than this trip are you getting me in a tangible way for a gift? Um, are you getting me a gift? No. Yeah, I'm bringing you to Catalina for a week in the best of God. God did that. God choked you. I'm bringing you to Catalina for a week. 
and the best accommodations that the island has to offer. What else are you looking for? Okay, you guys, thank you for tuning in today. I just wanted to say that I'm not begging, but I'm begging that you leave us reviews and give us five stars because we have a lot of downloads, which we appreciate, but we want to see the reviews and the five-star ratings. Okay? Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week.